Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes fought off the foul reef claws who had taken residence among the runoff from the Cowhammer Boys' slaughter. The party cleared the bottom level of the building and proceeded upstairs, but to their surprise discovered that the deserter they were tasked to find knew nothing of his associate's carnage. He refused to listen to reason, and conflict erupted. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Hello there. Welcome back to the Stokers. Hi. Hey. Hello. Listen. Hello. Yeah. We're about to, about <laughs> to get in combat. Everybody's character sheet up to date. Now it is. Now? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't before this. You guys just had a combat. Oh, I had to throw the glasses on. Make sure that I like to call them R Pats sometimes. You know, looks good with the glasses on. So I, I did about 45 minutes of Googling in between episodes and. The results are clear. He does look good in glasses. That's good to hear. I spied a strange error on your sheet. What was that? I caught a glimpse of, of, of something. Are you talking about my soap dilemma? Talking about your soap? <laughs> Tell us about your All soap. All right. So yeah, what, what actually happened was we were talking before we went live and sometimes Hero Lab has quirks and I use a touchscreen iPad to operate Hero Lab. And sometimes I'm, I'm going through there and as I scroll up and down, I'll accidentally click something on like a condition or what have you. And it turns out that I have had soap applied as my or equipped as my primary weapon for uh, probably the last episode It's just in my hand. But I haven't used a weapon. I think at one point I pulled out healers tools. So I think canonically and plausibly, I have been going through this entire <laughs> butchery Holding a bar of soap. Is soap the material component for your electric arcs? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Um, so I am a huge fan of Hero Lab Classic. It's not mm-hmm. without its own faults. One E, One E, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. The classic app for One E is fantastic. It has so many functions and features that are so good. That I can deal with the occasional random crash. That's fine. Third-party spells, third-party abilities. Oh, you can add in your own custom rules. You can search for a word in any part of the description, which is amazing. So you can go through the entire category of items, and you can just type in which, if you want to find which specific items. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. These are great things. Hero Lab Online does not have that capability. Hero Lab Online also does not have great... uh, what I would say, error, error proofing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because the other here lab will give you a big old warning and turn everything red when you do something dumb. Like right now, it will not let me unequipped my longbow. So I am currently holding both my war razor and longbow in hand. No negatives have been accounted for. Yeah, no well, warning has been to given to me. Thing, so. <laughs> I think uh, it's very clear that there is a different developer who developed the... 2e online than the 1e 
edition. Like clear Shit. night and day difference between yeah. the build. And just because it is like the the online web version, it's always loading. So like All in the last time. combat, oh, come I kept on with that. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's awful. I was I kept adjusting my hit points and it kept taking me to the very bottom of my page and then having to load so I couldn't see anything and had to scroll again to get all my useful information. Wow. Same if you accidentally minimize something, it like oh. takes a minute to re-upload. I also have to switch between full character sheets on the online version to play Figgy. And it is like it, it's like it brings it out from the ether every time instead of just like having it there. It is like it's reforming the entire website. This is this is why you jabronis should just memorize your character sheet. <laughs> I just I don't think it's too much to ask. <laughs> it's pretty wild that every time we get into a combat, your eyes roll in the back of your head. I'm glad that gets edited out of these episodes. I, just, I, I, I look inwards and I ponder my own orb for a little while. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm standing ahead and shoulders above the rest of the pack with my Path Builder 2E character sheet. Well, your character is six foot eight. So. Let me tell you, it only crashes occasionally. <laughs> Once in a while. It's got everything I generally need. I, sometimes you got to code in like a custom thing, like Rage. I had to make that a custom kind of thing <laughs> to, to, to toggle on and off because that wasn't there. But, yeah, I did that once and now it's just a toggle on and off. What That's I will tell you, though, is that some things feel like they're on a weird tab. Like, if I want to go to my perception score, first thing I think of, that's kind of a skill. I go to skills, not on there. It's on offense. It's my perception score is in with all my other attacks. Because yeah, now it's your initiative. Baby. It is now my initiative. Um, it just it just feels weird that maybe they should have it more in one place. I don't yeah, know. they've got them in weird places. Um, I also was a path builder user, right? I, mm. I paid the $5 to also get the premium version. Yep. Same here. Yep. Killed my character, lost it completely, had to 100% rebuild from scratch on three separate occasions. Yeah, that was really rough. I remember that. On three separate occasions. Mm. Paid for premium at that time. And yet still on three separate occasions had to fully rebuild my sheet. And every time I had any small adjustment at all, I had to go ahead and... uh, remake that entire ability just so that I could have that ability ready to go on my sheet. One, hey. one thing that I really like is that <laughs> I think before there was a UI update, uh, Griff and I are also in a, a Starfinder game called Hideous Tomfoolery. Find it somewhere. Um, and I am a also a healer in that game, actually. But my character has tons and tons of like different medicinal gear. So I have like antibiotics and like pain relievers and all sorts of different stuff that I got for really, really cheap and I could buy tons of them to apply for different conditions and stuff. But every time that like I wanted to get down to my mystics spells, I would have to scroll through every <laughs> Yeah, that's how it is for my character as well right now. That's why you gotta put it all in a backpack. Hey. Uh, that does not prevent it from showing it all separately. Put it all in a backpack. It does not prevent it because I have my healer's tools in the bandolier. Guess what? I see bandolier and healer's tools. Well, you got to know what's in that bandolier. Um, I have my chalk in the backpack, and yet that's also showing How would separately. you know what's in the backpack if it didn't show <laughs> you? Said, put it in the backpack. <laughs> put it in the backpack. That way you have backpack and then everything is in there as a separate entry. I think. Wait, I have who, one last complaint. Who all has chalk? I've got Everybody chalk. Everybody has chalk. If they purchase the like base adventuring kit, everyone has chalk. I have 10 chalk. 
Do you have ten chalk? No, I bought all my things separately because I don't need the uh, beginner's adventuring kit. Isn't it wild that we're going about the city, you know, working for the city guard, and we thought it was prudent to bring thirty sticks of chalk? <laughs> Well, chalk breaks easily. You gotta be prepared. Uh, you gotta be real prepared. I mean, that's when it's in the bottom of your backpack. That's true. I also have my bar of soap. Yeah. Oh, make my sure chalk you're is in my belt out, pouch. Make sure you're uh, marking the ground where the the bodies are <laughs> hanging instead yep. of the the cows. Crime scene. So, one last complaint about Fear Love Online. <laughs> okay, keep laying them on us, Haley. So, hypothetically, if you were to get, you know, an item that needs to be activated, uh, that would give you a plus one. To any skill, for example, you have to turn it on and activate it, as well as equip it. Equip it, even if it's not an item that needs to be equipped. Mm. Even if it's That's an tough. item that is a like, well, you have it. That's tough. That's tough. And so then you have to go in and remember. And then, don't worry, guys. Apparently, I have three hands because I can equip one of those and my war razor and my longbow. <laughs> I guess I'd be four hands, huh? I think the moral of the story here is that if you're listening to this and you have any sort of development experience whatsoever, make an app. Make an app. There is a there is a market segment that you that that is willing to adopt something new. Let us know. I'll you, pay you in yeah. content. Yeah. I'll pay you in the same episodes I was gonna continue to release regardless. Yes. But with your app. Yeah. Lone Wolf Development Group. Yeah, we'll um, pay you an exposure. Please. We will expose you. Please. We'll expose you for who you are. <laughs> Lone Wolf. I, I, I literally talked to the booth at Gen Con last time and begged you to please make an app. And here I am begging again. Please make an app. <laughs> please remake the app. Oh, hold on. Sorry. I also realized I have equipped my fist. I need to unequip <laughs> Take your fist off. Take not it off. Joke. That is not a joke. I'm going through my sheet right now. I'm like, uh-oh. Put your fist back in your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> how many hands do I, how, fist. how many hands do I want to apply my fist to? How many fists can you fit in a bandolier? Uh, we'll never know because now I have a pop up that's stuck in the middle of my screen. Well, you you might know if you if you continue digging in the grate that you found, you could probably find several fists that you could see if they fit. Oh no, uh, no, no! Speaking of which, speaking right. of which, I think it's time for a hero Let's point. Get Let's get a hero point, shall we? This hero point is for you know him. You love him. Some might say he's the best character on this show. Aw, thanks, Griff. Figgy gets a hero point oh, this time. Yay! It's a Figgy point. This one's from your Tomb Bay, who says, <laughs> It was just in italics, Figgy sounds. Ah. I like that. That's mm -hmm. funny. That's great. We'll never know what was actually in that message. Uh, yeah. But thank you, your Tomb Bay. So... The way we're doing the figgy points is I get to ch choose when it's spent. Okay. Which is good because I also, you know, behind the screens, know if it was a failure. True. Kind of cheating. Let's, let's do this combat then, I guess, huh? Shall we? Shall we get into this combat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, last time you fought a bunch of reef claws, you found some glasses that Vec is now wearing, cosplaying as Harry Potter, and you headed upstairs. <laughs> You're a wizard, Vecky! Vecky, dog. Where'd you take those glasses from, Vecky? Dear God, that was good. Take a hero point. Yes. So that's where we find you guys. You had headed upstairs, and you met Varric Van Kaskerkin. 
who was pointing a spear at you, uh, accusing you of being with the Corvosan Guard, which you absolutely are, and uh, and you slung the accusations right back at him, saying you're serving people meat, that is people, and he didn't believe you, said you're full of shit, and you kind of got the vibe that he wasn't lying to you when he thought that you were full of shit. Um, you attempted to end this diplomatically, and although that didn't work, that got Vec a pretty high initiative. And so combat has broken out. And first in the order is Vec with that nice 25 diplomacy. Okay, I am going to have a little bit of an unconventional turn. So to start off, I'm going to take an action, and he's going to look at Mr. Van Casterkin and say, my friend, if you draw arms on us, either yourself or one of us is going to get hurt and we don't need any of that. I'm asking you nicely. I promise none of my friends are going to hurt you if you just drop the blade. I'm What I'm doing is using a diplomacy check to take an action to request. Now, this is a little fuzzy because it says the GM sets the DC based on the difficulty of the request. So I'm just making a diplomacy check and Griffin, you gauge the difficulty of what that DC should be. I, I assume that ticks off of whether he's helpful, friendly, indifferent, unfriendly, or hostile, and he's probably not the top three. Pretty easy request, uh, but it's going to require you to make him friendly, which is a very high check. Yeah, I don't want to do anything outwardly hostile yet, especially since I'm going before all of my friends who are going to be doing something hostile. <laughs> It's a dirty 20. It's not going to do. Uh, you do see him kind of kind of waver in his resolve for a moment. He maybe uh, he maybe loosens his grip on the. So, so there, actually, there's some interesting stuff here. If this is a, a failure by your definition, the target refuses the request, though they might propose an alternative that is less extreme. So this would be an opportunity for him if he wanted to to say, you know, show me your evidence or something. Or if he truly is hostile and does want to fight his way out, then he just might just refuse the request, I think. I think he would you. he would shout back at you, you first. Okay. Well, if it is that simple, you can see I have already dropped my bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's referring to everybody. Yeah, but Vex says, my friends, I do not want this to come to violence. Please holster your weapons. We can work this out. And I am going to forego using my last two turns, or my last two actions. Okay. Uh, you could ready if you wanted to with those last two. Okay. That's fair enough. What I will do is I will ready and intimidate. If he does something hostile or is provoked to do something hostile, I will glare at him menacingly. Okay. Sylvie, you just heard that exchange, but this guy still has a long spear pointed at your group. Sylvia's concerned about the open window right behind this man, so she was not actually planning on outright attacking him anyway, so she will sheath her kukri. If you ready an action, you can ready like a single action, but it takes two mm -hmm. to ready? Yep. Okay. Can I do a sense motive on his authenticity of his proposed, like, putting down our weapons? Sure. But that's going to be, it's going to be treated like a seek. So it's going to be a, an action. An action? Yeah. Okay. That is what I would like to do. Okay. <laughs> eight. Eight. That is, that's an eight. 
you, re- you really can't, you can't tell. All right, Sylvie will continue to follow Vex's lead. She already sheathed her weapon, uh, and she says, We do not wish you any harm. We just want to make sure these people are not mistreated. Okay, Varric is going to ready in action. Mir. Can I do the same sense motive? Yes. 50. You really can't make heads or tails of how he's acting. All right, well, I can, I guess, put away the war razor, and I'll just wait for now. Okay. Diego. Okay, Diego would like to also try to sense this man's motive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone will figure it out. 18 on the die, that is a 23. With a 23, you saw him glance back at the window behind him. Oh, no. Ugh. I was going to, like, drop my maul and and ready in case he did something. But with that, he's going to mutter on Diego's going to mutter under his breath. He's trying to stall to make his way out and escape. Vec, I'm sorry, but I have to move. He's not stalling. Why wouldn't he just run? Why would you stall to run? Diego's eyes is twitching. He doesn't like the he, situation, but... He, he wants you to put down the war hammer. If you don't, he probably will run. Diego is going to drop them all. It's a free action. Okay. My ready to action goes off. He jets out of the window now that you've all dropped your weapons. <laughs> knowing that it's going to be difficult for you to give chase and hurt him if you don't have your gear. So that happens in the middle of my turn. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take a... He's going to... Um, Make a reflex to grab an edge, and he does. So he kind of like hooks his hand on the edge of the window and is able to drop without hurting himself. Okay. Diego is going to, with an action, get a running start, and then with the next action, quick jump out the window. (laughs) Okay, with a quick jump out the window, you are going to catfall. Yes, thank Uh, you. So you would still take damage, you're only about a floor up, so that's, the general story is about 10 feet, so you would take one point of damage because you take minimum fall damage. I right? take well, I take half the damage. You take half the damage, so it's normally, I know it's different than first edition. It, it's half the feet that you fall. Yeah, so it's normally five points of damage, so you would take two points of damage, and with cat fall, I believe you land on your feet. Yes, I am on my feet. I don't know how far we want to say out that I go, but I, I imagine that I want to land close to him. Yeah, I'll say you pretty much land, like, right past him. Okay. My maul is in the room, but I am still a muscly barbarian with fists that is next to him, and that's where I end my turn. Okay, Vec. You stupid bastard! And he goes running to the window and is able to peer out and will spend the next two actions of my turn casting the spell Days. I need a will save. That's a 22. It is a regular success. You're going to take two non-lethal points of damage. Okay. That's your whole turn. Sylvie, this guy has launched himself out the window with your barbarian following him. You you took the action to sheathe your weapon, Yes, correct? she did. So she still has her kukri. Uh, she's also going to go out the window, but she does not have the cat's grace. So she is going to try to grab an edge with that okay. reaction. So that's going to be a reflex save. That is a 27. 27, that's a uh, crit success like him. So 
you're able to land without going prone um, and without taking your damage there. So you would pick your square around him. All right, so Sylvie drops down just to the side and right next to Diego. So that would have been a move action to get up to the window. Uh, another move action to jump to down jump. and grab the edge. So she still has one more action and she's going to try to grapple. Okay, this is against my fortitude DC. Yes, this is. That is an 18. That does not succeed. All right, so if uh, just on a failure, if I had already grabbed him, I would lose him. Don't have him, so nothing happens. Sure. It is his turn. He's going to take a step back. Uh, and since you guys dove out the window after him, he's going to power attack Diego. That's a thing? Yes, it is. So he spends two actions on this one attack. Does a dirty 20 hit? Yes. Okay. 19 points of damage. Oh my gosh. Mm. That is his turn. Mir. None of the other windows are open? None of the other windows are open now. However, as a single action, you could open a window. I need all three actions to do what I want to do. But Vec is in my way. You could shout out to Vec to move and delay if you wanted to. Vec does go before this guy. There is another window, too. I don't know if that... I guess it's not open, though. Maybe. Yeah, and so if I wanted to walk, pull out my bow, and shoot him, I can't do that. Right, so... All right, well, I also sheathed my weapon, so why not also up, down... Uh, 15, 20. Yeah, I should be able to. Can I hop out the window? Yep. And grab an edge. What do I need to do for this again? I don't do It's reflex. Natural 20. Natural 20. That is also a critical success. You land on your feet. Awesome. Land on my feet. I'm right next to him. Mm -hmm. So Mir's going to pull out her war razor. So that will provoke then. Okay. If he crits you, you don't pull it out. It disrupts your action. Yeah. So a 19 to hit. If that hits. Okay, so this doesn't disrupt the action, so you still get that out, but he does 10 points of damage to you. Okay, I guess I'll just attack with the War Razor. I don't do a ton of damage, so I feel comfortable doing this. I rolled really poorly. I'm not going to hit. Okay, Diego. Okay, Diego growls at him. You're not getting away, you scum. And he's going to try to roll to intimidate him. Sure. Natural 2 is not going to do it. Let's go to an 8. That's a critical failure. Is there a crit fail condition on that? Oh, that's a good question. Not sure if there is. Nope, it's just a success. He's just immune success. to it from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now what he's going to try to do is uh, move around to the other side of him to be flanking with Mir and attempt to grapple him. Ooh. So this is an athletics check against his fortitude DC. Pretty high. That's a 23. Meets beats. <gasps> okay, so he is grabbed and then... Uh, I guess for my next action, I will attempt to You punch. don't have another action. You intimidated, you move, move. you grab. Yes, correct. Okay, so that's my whole turn. Um, but he is re- he's can't move, which is what I wanted. Vec, you're up. All right, leaning out the window, Vec looks at Diego, who took a really nasty hit from this guy first, and casts heal to action less than 30 feet away. Should be able to get him. That is 20 points of healing. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And then, because my moderate curse is on, and I saw, don't worry, Haley, I saw you took a little damage. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Am I going to get one? You're going to get one point <laughs> of healing. <laughs> or the closest creature. So yeah, you get one point of healing. That's two actions. 
Vec is going to look at this guy who is in Diego's clutches and say, Mate, I was trying to pull the wool back from over your eyes, but you just pulled it down further over yourself. 17 to intimidate. That does not intimidate. All right. Well, regular failure, no failure conditions. So. That random one point of healing to closest people or whatever could be so good if like there's bleed or something else like mm-hmm. that in the future. Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's it's not a lot, but yeah, All you you're, need is you're one right. Point of it's, healing. it's a nice little uh, yeah, nice little uh, utility thing. Sylvie, you're up. Now that he's immobilized, we really just need to keep him this way. Can you manacle? No, we already established yeah. that. Yeah, because it takes more than a. You need to have a critical success on the. Yeah. And that's being, me being nice because it's an exploration mode activity. Sylvie doesn't have a weapon out, but we need to incapacitate him in order to actually put manacles on him or maybe get him to surrender to us. So Sylvie moves up and why not try to tumble through and just like loop back around? You could have used that tumble through as your move. Yeah, yeah, as her move. That's what I was saying. She'll as I part mean, of as, move. as like, okay. I yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I said she'd move up and then realized in having that be a tumble through would be helpful. All right. So this is against uh, his reflex DC. I rolled a 20 for a 28. That succeeds. All right. Sylvia's in a state of panache. Nice. He's flat footed to you, although he already was because he's grabbed. Yes. Sylvie's going to draw her Kukri, and it's a minus four to use it as a non-lethal. Or does it have to have the non-lethal trait? Minus two. Minus two. Okay. All right. And then she attacks, trying to hit non-lethally. Oh, you know what? Why not make this a uh, finisher? So she will be doing... Actually, never mind. I don't know if you can do that non-lethally, so... I think you can. The precision damage, I don't know if that's non-lethal, but... But that's the thing that she would get the precision damage if she fails is the only thing that goes through, so... You're worrying a little bit about this guy going down. He's taken two points of non-lethal, and he has more hit points than two of you combined, yeah. so you're going to be okay. Oh, we got to start okay. chunking his health. You got to start, like, do it, yeah. All right, I will just... You I can certainly do it non-lethally. The non-precision portion will be non-lethal if you want to do that. Perfect. I'll do that, and I will make this a finisher. Only a 14. That won't do it, but I know so you So the precision damage will go through. Half precision damage. Uh, so that would have been 11, so half that. Five. Five. All right. And then uh, she will throw up a shield in front of her. And that's her turn. Okay. This guy is going to attempt to break the grapple with his first action. Does a 24 beat your athletics DC? It does. Okay, so he's out. Then he's going to move around Diego to be 10 feet from him towards the east. I'm actually going to... Yeah, that's a good spot. I want to keep him against the building so he can't get fully surrounded. And then he's going to attack at Diego with his second multiple attack penalty. And he can't do his power attack because that's two actions. A 22. Hit. Eleven points of damage. Thank God I got pumped with a heal. <laughs> Mir, you're up. 
Um, Mir's mad now. This is... This has been hurting. Hmm. He's very rude. So, she was second-guessing it before, but... Now that he just keeps taking large chunks out of everybody, she's going to try to char him. So, she's going to move. You got to go around if you don't want to take an AO out. That diagonal is threatened by him that you just moved through. And then I think I can angle the cone correctly from there. Sure, yeah. Reflex? Yeah. 21. That'll succeed. Horrible damage, so three fire. Okay. Diego. Okay. Diego is going to step diagonally to be diagonal to this guy. And he is going to try to grab him again. And that's okay. the, the best thing he can try to do at this point. Against that fortitude DC. Yep. Another pretty good roll. That is a... But I know we said meat speeds earlier. That's a 22. Nope. No grab. Okay. And I can't spend a hero point now because that was resulted already. Um, next, he is just going to try to punch this guy, I think. Okay. This is his best course of action. Make sure can't, you take your multiple attack penalty. Yep. He can't intimidate him. But I'm no longer flat-footed. Let me take that that is only a 10 to hit. Uh, it certainly doesn't. Yep. And that's his turn. Vec. Well, this guy is starting to move to the corner of what looks like the building. I'm up trying to look out a window. I would argue that it's probably starting to get difficult for me to see him. So I need to follow my friends. So I'm going to jump out the window. You can either do that or there is an action in Pathfinder that allows you to lean Oh, so you can if by spending one action you can calculate everything from a corner of your square okay. instead of from the center of your square. So by doing that, you'd be able to see him out the window. Your rules knowledge never ceases to impress me. Vec leans out the window, gets good line of sight on this guy, and he is well within sixty feet of Vec for a two action days. I got to keep the non lethal up because my lethal friends are going to put him down soon or. Eventually. Will DC, please, or will save. That is a 22, once again. Regular success, two points of non-lethal damage. Two more non-lethal. All right, Sylvie. All right, so if Sylvie needs to get up closer to this guy, she doesn't have much of a chance of actually grappling him. Uh, If she is to tumble through, would that trigger an attack of opportunity? If you fail. Okay. So tumbling through is how you get up there. Okay. You've got it. All right, let's try it. So she's going to try to tumble through. So she can't quite get to the uh, flanking, like pure flank position, but she Mm -hmm. can be on the other side of him to kind of halt his movement if she is successful. And she's going to move up like right in front of Diego and then try to... Oh, no, she would have to be... If she moves up right in front of Diego, she would take an attack of opportunity. So you have to tumble through, like... Tumble that way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I guess, does tumble through work for your full movement, or is it just the square that you're... I've never run into that situation before. He has, he has reach, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Oh. So I wasn't sure if tumble through lets you tumble the... It's through the space of the enemy. So it's not like all 
all threatened areas. But read the whole verbiage, just so that we all have the same verbiage. Yeah, stride up to your speed, and you can try to move through the space of one enemy, acrobat acrobat versus reflex DC. Um, So successes treat the enemy's squares as... Oh, enemy squares is difficult terrain. Like larger enemies. Yeah. The failure says your movement ends and you trigger reactions as if if you had moved out of the square you started in. So it makes it seem like the stride that you take with tumble through potentially... Avoids the attack of opportunity. I I, I agree with that interpretation. And we can can double check it after this, but I I think that's fair. It would be weird if it was just, hey, you're just avoiding attack of opportunities when you're next to a dude without reach and you mm-hmm. want to go to the other side of them. Yeah, yeah. it feels like also because the entire definition of tumble through starts with stride up to your entire like speed, right? right? Like that feels like it counts for everything. All right, give me a roll. All right, that is a 25. 25 succeeds. Yes! yes. Do not trigger an attack of opportunity. Yay! All right, so Sylvie has entered another state of panache. Yes. And this time, she is not going to non-lethally attack. We need to take this guy down. Uh, She is not going to use her finisher. This is just a a regular attack. And um, because she has a tumble behind feet, he is flat-footed to her. Okay. All right. That is a 26. That's a hit. Yes. All right. That is uh, only seven damage. And I'm sorry, you didn't use your finisher on that? I did not. So she's still, I could attack, but instead she is going to raise her dueling cape, hold it in a protective position to give herself a little bit more AC. Okay. It is his turn. He did not like that from Sylvie. So the first thing he's going to do is spend two actions to do an intimidating strike. All right. She is going to attempt to nimble dodge this, so... Okay, so you got dueling cape, you got nimble dodge. Yep. Doesn't matter, it's an at one. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's good. Used. I was worried about that. I yeah. thought he was going to say, doesn't matter because it's an at 20. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. worried about that. Then I think he's going to attack at you again because why not? There we go. 23. Yes, that hits. Would that be considered a third attack or second attack? Second attack. Mm-hmm. That's 12 points of damage. Ouch. It's like he's a fighter that's a higher level than you. Okie doke. We got Mir next. Mir's going to take a step and... Sorry, Sylvie, because I know you just got your positioning. I'm going to try a spell attack. Okay. Okay. So I got natural 20. Here a we go. spell attack. That goes to a 28. That would hit, so it crits. Yes! Okay. This is going to be 66 of bludgeoning damage, and it's he's knocked back 10 feet because this is a hydraulic push. From your direction, he would be knocked into the building. Does that do anything? That's up to you. I think it's maybe extra damage, potentially. It doesn't, it doesn't explicitly say anything. He is knocked back 10 feet, so whatever that means. Yeah, add a d6 to it. Okay. He's not going to move through the building, obviously. So hopefully this puts him down, and because Vec did some non-lethal damage, I'm not... A little bit. Not a lot. <laughs> I don't remember the rules. I thought if there was non-lethal damage. Yes, that's how we're playing it. But yes. Generally, any single attacker spell we do is probably not going to take him 
all the way down. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, I think this is a safe move. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with this. Um, 27 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh. I need a die roller for that one. <laughs> okay. He finally looks bloodied. Yay. That's everything. That's a move and two actions. Sounds good. Diego. Okay. Diego is going to take a five-foot step to become flanking with Sylvie. And the damage output is not that great on the fist. I think he's just going to try to grab again for his first attack action this turn. Oh, with Hero Lab, how many hands did you use to equip that fist? <laughs> this is Pathfinder 2E, Pathbuilder 2E, so it... Oh, it, it, of course. I had to... There are no fists to it. I had to add a fist attack to my sheet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't give you one natively. No, uh, 12 on the die, that goes to a 20. Nope. Um, with flanking, yeah, still doesn't, yeah, still doesn't. Flanking hit. doesn't do anything for combat maneuvers, by the way. Okay, okay. Because it's against a fortitude yep. DC, which yep. doesn't change. That makes sense. Uh, then my next attack is just going to be a fist attack that I'm going to need a 20 for. I don't get it. That is a 20, though, with flanking. With, without taking into account flanking. 20 total. 20 total. Does hit. <gasps> oh! Yay! Okay! All right. He's going to hit him for... Seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. Wow, actually damage. That was surprising. That's my turn. Can you do lethal damage with your fists? It is non-lethal, yes. It's just it just has the tag. <laughs> it's like the reverse. If I want to make it lethal, I take the minus two penalty then. Okay. Back. I will continue to spend that one action to keep hanging out the window. Hanging out the window. <laughs> as he looks at Sylvie, who has taken a significant chunk of damage and to action heal spell. I am rolling money on my heals today. That is 18 points of healing. My, my nearest creature now is Diego. Treat yourself to one hit oh, point, yeah. my brother. Oh, yeah. That's three actions. Great. Thank you. I'm all the way back up. I do what I can. Sylvie. Yeah, I think I just got to attack. You're flanking, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I could try to trip, but I think we just need to do damage. Knock this guy out. All right, first attack. A 20. 20 hits. All right. This is the flank. Awesome. That is eight points of damage. Why not attack again? Ooh, only a 10, so that's not going to hit. And then final action... I would like to cast shield, which does not have a manipulate trait, so I believe would not attack, oh, would not provoke an attack of opportunity, and Sylvie now has her shield up. Sounds good. It's his turn. Mir did a lot of damage to him. Oh, no. So he's going to move to be diagonally past Mir and five feet back. He's going to power attack Mir. Feels especially. Rude. I think it was especially rude to crit on a hydraulic push. Yeah, that was, that was a very rude thing to do. <laughs> Not great. Consider spending a hero point next time to, move, to be more polite. <laughs> Is a twenty-six. That hits. Does power attack do a normal minus two plus two? Nope. Uh, I don't know what anything does. It, so, it, so power attack's interesting in this. It's two actions to make a single attack. If you hit, you add an extra die. That's what I was going to... Is that a... Is it like a fighter feat then? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 23 points of damage. Ooh. I go down. Okay. 
Mirror is dying one. Okay, well, it would be Mirror next, but she was just downed, and so she's moved an initiative in front of Varric Van Kaskerkin, so it's Diego's turn. Okay, Diego is going to call out to him, you'll pay for what you've done. And I don't see a lot of other options other than to move up. I've only got like 25 feet of movement. I want to make sure about that, though. So he's going to be able to move to be on the side of him. He's going uh, to get an attack of opportunity. Yep, he's don't, totally going to incur. If I crit you, you stop at the point where at the point where I could hit you. But critting is such a statistical anomaly. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. You definitely. <laughs> okay, so 32. Oh my god, that's a crit. <laughs> what a statistical anomaly. What a statistical anomaly. Can you believe it? Um, I tempt fate. Let me turn power attack off because it doesn't stay on like it does in... You're going to have to roll very gently to not take me down, I think. You think? Yep. We'll see how... G- not gentle. Max crit. 32 points of damage. Jago falls, I'm assuming, 10 feet away. Right yeah, there, he yeah. would he would oh, fall man. at the at the point of first contact. Diego is now dying too. Yep. Diego also moves in front of Varric in initiative order. It's now Vec's turn. Alright. Vec starts to see his companions falling one after the other. He says, shit, shit, shit. Um, because it kind of feels like this is all his fault. He adds an extra action using the reach spell um, ability that I have, metamagic, to tack on a little range to lay on hands, giving my lay on hands 30 feet of range. I apologize ahead of time, Haley. He concentrates on Diego. And Diego, you are going to receive seven points of healing with a plus two status bonus to your AC for one round. Ooh, that's good. So I have seven hit points now and I am wounded one. Being brought up from that, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, you reached and you did one more action to lay on hand, so you have one final action. Yeah, I'm having trouble trying to figure out what the last thing I want to do is. Sometimes I get in a tough spot with these third actions in the three action economy. I'm 30 feet away from Mir, but I'm also a little high up, so that's more than 30 feet, right? Because I'm out of window. Yeah, you're 10 feet in the air. Yeah. Ah, jeez, Louise. You and Pythagorean Seer? I'm trying. So it's it's 25 feet to here, and then he's 10 feet up. So, like, you would be... I'll do the, I'll do the math. Hang on. It's weird because, like, we occupy full five feet cubes. Oh, A squared plus B squared. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like 25 and 10, mm-hmm. it's 26. All right, you're within thirty feet. I'm within thirty feet. She's far enough out. I'll say that you can. You don't. You wouldn't have to like lean out the window. Okay, hang on a minute. Why was it ten feet? Isn't I is thought it you said two it was stories? Ten feet it's you're at the floor of the second story. A story is traditionally ten feet. Oh, I see what you're saying. The floor of the second story. Okay, twenty six though. I guess you could factor in Vex height. Nope, he can crouch. Yeah, we're on the right. roof of the first floor then, right? That I'm going to crouch, and you just see my eyes <laughs> out the windowsill. Even at 15 is 29.5. A little shorter. I think our pats is like six feet something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Tall king. 
I wanted to give you guidance, but I don't even think that's going to help. Attack roll, perception check, saving through a skill check. It stabilizes none of those, right? It's just like a flat check. Yeah, it's just a flat check. Son of a gun. I'll give guidance to myself because there's literally nothing else I can do. Okay. Who knows if that will be relevant. No, you know what? He's going to turn back and look at Figgy, who is peeking around a corner, and give guidance to Figgy. I don't know if you can do anything, my friend, but me and Diego are in trouble. Can't command him if I'm not awake. That's fine. I don't really understand that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've been in this situation. So that's my turn. Okay, Sylvie. All right. It's my understanding you only get one reaction on your turn. An attack of opportunity You're is a reaction. understanding correctly, yes. All right. So Unless you were maybe a fighter with combat reflexes, which is a feat in this game. Mm. Good thing he's probably not that. And I moved before him. No, you're before him. Okay. Yeah, because you went down to him. But anyway, you you feel pretty safe in the knowledge that he doesn't have another attack. So Sylvie threads the needle between her two downed friends, <laughs> is not able to help them. She has nothing. Make sure you don't step on one of them or they're back to dying. She's pretty agile. She's not going not gonna to step on any fingers. Uh, but this is a terrifying scene for her to be rushing up to uh, this combatant who just downed two of her friends. So she's gonna give it all she's got with a confident finisher. Robert Pattinson, 6'1", 165 pounds. Let's figure that out. 30 years. <laughs> retcon, retcon. I don't, think, I don't think one foot is gonna change 29 to 32. It would go to 29.74. Okay, thank God we're safe. <laughs> Pretty sure this hits with a 25. 25 does hit. Yes. All right. So. I'm getting less and less concerned about the gold for bringing him in alive. <laughs> can, <laughs> I, can I have an extra D6? Thank you. All right. 18 points of damage. He goes down. Ah! Yes! <laughs> Emily, yes! The confident finisher is what we needed for the flourish. I'm so confident. Oh my god. She does a spin, swipes low, maybe faking him out, and he's down. Yeah, the long spear clatters to the ground. Oh. Oh my gosh. Nerve wracking. Okay. And then Mir, go ahead and make me a uh, flat check. What do I have to get? Dying one. For the first one, you got to get. Uh, 11. Yeah, 10 plus, you're dying. 14. Okay, so you're stable, unconscious. Diego slowly writes himself. It sits up with, like, these spear wounds in his body, like, just trying to keep pressure on his wounds. Sylvie uh, extends a hand down to him to help him stand up. Hold on, I'll be right down, looking out the window. I don't know if we've brought him this uh this dude to dying or within that little window of non-lethal that I put on him earlier. So I'm just gonna hit him with a stabilize from the window. Okay. Because that's from range. And then I'm just gonna start. Come on, Figgy, let's go. Figgy and, nipping at your heels, pitter patters follows you down down the stairs. We're gonna go save your mom. He's just been waiting for you to open doors for him. Can you <laughs> can you take my mall down with you? You try and pick it up. It's far too heavy. <laughs> Come on. Just drop it out the window. <laughs> Literally, just drop it out the window. 
Yeah, you could you could grab the Hopefully ball. it doesn't go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bulk on that ball? It takes Biggie and myself to bring them all. <laughs> While this is happening, uh, Sylvie is going to take her manacles and drain um, our enemy here so he does not get back up. Do you want to take another set and put him on his feet? Don't yes. trust this man yes. at all. We have two. We should use them. All right. Yep. Gonna do <laughs> I feet don't as well. Trust this man. I would rather throw him in a sack and have Dario carry him fighter. through the streets. Who knows what he can force open? Vec, before you head downstairs, you do see a bunch of papers on the on the table on the desk in this room, mm-hmm. and you see an exquisite looking silver dagger stabbed into the table as well. All right. Given the gravity of the situation, I think he's going to look at those things, maybe grab the dagger quick and then run out. Uh, But he does log those things. He's going to come back with his friends and we're going to take a look at this a little closer. But we already agreed that we're going to go all the way through. Exactly. We've now that this dude is manacled, we've got time. So he's going to run downstairs with Figgy and get outside and meet up with the rest of the gang. Sure. Before anybody says anything, before anybody says anything, I screwed up. I thought this man would see reason. I thought there might be good in him. I was wrong. I'm unconscious. (laughs) Sylvie can hear you. (laughs) There's other uh, other conscious people. I would prefer if you with me not unconscious. I'm running to you. (laughs) Um... Do a heel check. As this is all mm-hmm. going on, uh, Diego, you know, shakily walks up and does take the mall, you know, from you, or you know, picks up wherever it is and says, uh, "Vec, you're a good man, and I like to think that in my prior life, I was a, I was a good man like you too. The thing about you is, you see the good in others. You see the light that not other people, not all other people can. But one thing that." I think will be important to know is that there are bad people in this world who will take advantage of that good faith you put in them and and use it against you. I I wish I could see the good in others like like you do. But some of the people that we may encounter in our in our path going forward will be like this one who will scratch and claw at every opportunity they're given to get back at us. We cannot give them those advantages. We must we must do everything in our power to make sure that they can't get the high ground over us. Yeah, see, I hear what you're saying and largely I agree. I've lived in this city for a long time and I've watched the light here grow fader and I'm worried that it's going to disappear soon. And what you got wrong about me is I'm not a good person. I'm just hoping that there are others better than me out there. Maybe that's naive. It is better to be naive and find someone who is good or at least gives them the chance than it is for us to sink to their level. We give this man the opportunity that many of that these mercenaries have targeted did not receive. In the end, we got him at she looks around. Great cost. But we we kept our humanity, and that is important. Nair, anything you'd like to say? 
Oh wait, you're unconscious. You know, the good character. <laughs> we, we, are, still... we are surrounding mirrors, but like barely breathing corpses we're talking. We're doing a heal check as we're discussing this and bring her back. Yeah, you can give me a medicine. Say, so, I'm a actual good character that would like to not be unconscious anymore. Thank you. <laughs> hey, there's only a low chance that I'm going to critically fail this. Not being unconscious is a privilege, not a right. <laughs> Can't see it. This is this oh. is this is a right to consciousness nation. All right, this man is bound and manacled. Mir's breasts are growing shorter and shorter. Vex spends some time and does successfully treat wounds on you. Two d eight. Thank you. You're much faster than the delay on Hero Lab. <laughs> As I clicked the wrong skill. All right, ten points. Okay. Thanks. And or it I'm might be up. plus something. Huh? Is Yay. it plus something? 2D plus... No, it's just 2D. Mm-mm. I was right the first time. Unless he's got, like, the, the the blessed archetype or whatever that adds some of... Why would I second guess myself when I'm always right? <laughs> Your wounded condition is uh, removed, which is nice, too. That's great. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, I'm back up, and uh, she's going to look around. I'm sure others still look bad. Yeah, 7 of 38. Pretty bad. Well, now that I'm doing okay, does anyone else need some help? I will say I am doing well. However, I am very drained. I believe from here on out, the mundane medicinal effects are going to have to be in Mia, it's up to you. All right. Dio's down a lot. Yeah. It's risky, but I could do some risky surgery. I'm here for it. Okay. Hey. There's only two things on the die you could roll to knock him out. Yeah, and put me at wounded too. <laughs> we have someone who could stabilize. Like, I can right away. Then you got to try again immediately. I will, I will ready a stabilize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to do some risky surgery. I would like to use your hero point. I would like fail. to use my hero point. Oh, my God. Uh, How did I know it? I didn't um, critically fail. I was just like double checking all the conditions there. I don't think you can critically fail unless you get a one. Yeah, that's why I was just double checking. Does a failure deal so, damage? It would deal the damage, but do no heal. Right. Ah, yes, please. So I um, needed a five or higher. I rolled a four. Mm. But don't worry, because the next one I succeeded. So. So how much damage do you deal? I will get that. I do a D8 of damage, and then I do 48 of healing. Let's see if he goes down to wounded too. He does not. You only take three damage. Oh, my God. All right. Now let's do this 48. What time of day is it, roughly? It's late. Late? I, you, guys, you guys came in for the night special, right? I love the aesthetic of us perched on the rooftops of this building as the sun is kind of setting, basically, like recovering from our combat just with the Corvosa the, the, the setting of Corvosa behind us the the, bo- the bodies of bodies people countless underneath. countless people underneath hey, our feet while you all are healing up I did see some interesting documentation upstairs I'm gonna grab it and come back I'm 25 great do I need to do that to anyone else I uh, know Sylvie's looking good after all the healing that Vec did. Yeah, the only damage I took this entire building was the uh, damage I did myself when I did the uh, lifelink. I could use nine more later, but it's not a big deal right now. 
How about you sleep on it? <laughs> yeah, we should sleep. I, I'm gonna treat wounds to myself. Can I do that? No, because you just treated wounds, didn't you? Before we continue, should we move inside so that we are not disturbed? Not doing surgery on the street. Yeah. Yep. Well, just we're not like, on the street. We're on the building top. We're on the roof. Yeah, much better. <laughs> but like, going back inside, oh, I feel yes, like, yeah. absolutely. like, I think Sylvie and Diego probably together could drag him back inside and so we can all be in. So I doubt there's a door entrance on the roof. So we're going to have to, what, push people up? Crawl through the window. Yeah, through the window. Smash him through the window. <laughs> Alright, stabilize them again, I guess. <laughs> Alright. And then um it's a pretty expensive I, window smash. Can 40 I 40 gold's worth. Perception check him the room to like double check and look at stuff, or or do we just want to look at the papers? You can perception check if you want. Ooh. 18 on the die plus eight. Twenty-six. Do you see a couple of items on him? That look like they would be valuable. Nice. All right. Let's but as far as the room, you think the valuable things in the room are the are the notes here and this dagger that is plainly visible. Okay. Let's find out more. Yeah. Let's um take those things off of him though. Sure. I assume Vec is detecting magic because no one else is. That's a given. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Vec, the dagger appears to be magical on him. There are three uh, potion bottles that appear to be magical, as well as several magical arrows in the quiver. He had a short bow on his back. Just never used it. Yeah. Got potions? We got a dagger. What do we know about it? Occultism. I want the magic arrow. No, I know nothing about that for one. Religion. 19 on the deck. 19, uh, 19 plus 8 for a nature check. 27. Nice. 24 for Arcana. The dagger appears magical, but none of you can discern what the magical and properties 27? are. That's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, for the other stuff, the elixirs are three minor elixirs of life. There are three antler arrows and one sleep arrow. I would like those, please. They're all yours. Mm-hmm. Antler three? Antler arrows. There are three. And one sleep arrow. If divinity has taught me anything, those are knockdown arrows. <laughs> you would not be incorrect there. What? Really? They... If they hit, they apply the arrow's critical effect, which is like pinning someone to the ground. Wow. That's super cool. What's the deal with some of these papers in the room that I saw on my way out? A lot of them look like letters. Okay. There are some you find that are from an Auric Van Kaskerkin uh, of Sandpoint. Oh. They're back and forth. It seems that this was, this is Varric's brother, perhaps, describing a, a departure from Magnamar, some sort of illicit dealing with a tiefling. And then there are letters from someone named Malia, and they are detailing kind of 
what this business is about. They're telling Varric to occupy all the world's meat, describe it as an abandoned uh, butchery that he could use and operate, uh, telling him to use put potentially her money to procure cattle and provide meat to the people of Corvosa under the provision that they listen to um, listen to his viewpoint on the queen. So basically telling him to talk shit on the queen and offer people meat. Foreign agitators. But they weren't doing that. They weren't. He was. Nothing in these letters describes a mercenary operation. Oh my god. So was he just holed up here and had no idea what the hell was happening? He could have just been a figurehead where he was like recruiting people, but it turns out they were actually directed to do the mercenary can I, work. Can I take another look see in like where the rest of them would have been? Mm-hmm. And double check if maybe they don't have evidence? Because that's that other room. Ooh, 17 on die. Plus 8 will be 25. You don't find anything. You think if they were to start this mercenary organization, it was their idea. Hmm. I love the Magnamar connection. That's super cool. All right. So I see a couple different ways we can go about this. I feel like there's a lot of cleanup that needs to happen. So either we could, you know, bring him across the city to the guard area, or if we go get guards or like Presida and tell her what's going on, because there's a lot of cleanup. There's a lot of people. I think it's more than like, Maybe what we can handle. And there's evidence of people being eaten. My opinion, and you all are welcome to disagree with it, is to bring this guy back to Cressida with maybe some of these letters showing that there's some connection to somebody else, a family member. Um, But then as far as the mercenary organization and the cannibalism and the people that we've tied up downstairs, maybe turn all of that over to the local dude that we met an episode or two ago. Grau Soldado. Grau Soldado. I used my uh, eyeglasses to remember that <laughs> name. And it kind of sounds like those are thugs who are doing a terrible thing that this guy might not know about. Turn them over to the local division and then this more high level stuff turn over to Cressida. Thoughts? I agree with that, with a caveat that I would like to bring at least some evidence of the cannibalism to Cressida. All right, I'll go get the finger back out. The finger I would work. also think we can't all go. Like, they're, they might be tied up down there, but it could get out. We take right, them yeah. too. We could take them too. Can we? Yeah. Through the, through the streets. There's a it, cart out back. They are also dressed like in guard uniforms. Right. Correct? So we are civilians... Only, only, only Beric is wearing okay. Either way, we can't do that. Like, I think we have to, like, have one person stay or two people stay. Well, let's ask one of the local guys to watch the place for us while we take the cart with the people back. That's we only have, there's only one local guy and he's a drunk. Get the one bouncer. I, I, I know a, I know a guy. Tuck par. Yeah. So we could see if he he's willing. Well, we'd, we'd have to convince the uh, barkeep. 
I mean, I think you're overcomplicating this. You could literally just take either all or one of them back and tell the guard, you need to go there. There's bodies. They will, you know, do the cleanup and do the rest. Okay. Let's do that. So you grab everybody, take them to Citadel Volshnik. It is nighttime. You have a bunch of dudes in manacles. Nobody wants to mess with you. Uh, Grau Soldado said if he saw you on the streets, he would leave you alone. Uh, so you make it through North Point back to Midlands, straight shot south, and find your way to Citadel Volshnik. You are waved through. People know of your connection with Cressida Croft, and you are able to... Um, to basically uh, leave these guys with a, a contingent of guards to get locked up in Citadel Volshnik and take the rest of your evidence to Cresta. Uh, you'd enter her office. She is still awake as as she does. Burning the, the night um, oil. And she has had kind of forewarning from one of the guards that uh, that you're on your way and that you at least brought people back alive. So she, with a weary smile, kind of looks up at you guys from her desk. So you, you brought somebody back. I, am I right to assume that you've captured Varric Van Kaskerkin then? Yeah, yeah, we did. Him and a couple of his quote-unquote cowhammer boys they had a little operation going there. They were doing mercenary work, and... It's a little bit more depraved than you might think if you send some folks out there. What they're going to find is a whole lot of bodies and not all bodies of cattle. They were running this meat packing operation and some of the meat they were packing was people that they were knocking off. Mm -hmm. um, That's quite serious. Pretty You're saying they, they, were, they were disguising an assassin's ring or something behind the guise of a butchery. Yeah. Evidence disposal. Easy. Disappears. Nobody the wiser. They mixed I in just enough cow meat for it not to be suspicious. For what it's worth though, this, uh, this Varric fellow, I never got the impression that he knew exactly what was going on. He was working with bad people who were doing bad things, but I think I think he was kind of taken for a ride. Punish him as you will, but I'm not sure that he knew exactly what the people under him were doing. Did you find any reason for his desertion? Any any idea why he... The letters. Yeah, actually, when you mentioned that, he had some letters from a brother in Sandpoint dealing with some sort of tiefling in Magnamar. That's strange, but I don't know if that's that seem related. You ever heard of a gentleman or a lady called Malia? Malia. I can't say that I have, but we'll certainly question him about it. Well, apparently this person was in contact with Varric's brother who got in contact with Varric and wanted to raise hell against the queen. So I, I think you got or, got it a or little. Or do I have confused. that wrong? Yeah. It's, There's it's two sets of books. two sets of letters. Yeah. So it's Malia. Um, she she would kind of read through the letters. Um, 
you got the you got the idea that she was maybe a love interest or something of of Varix, and the letters go so far as so far back as to like be coercing him to leave the guard to start this. Like people need to eat. Start uh, like all all the world's meat is a place. Who is a she? Um, but it doesn't it doesn't ever give more of a name than Malia in her letters. So, so to clarify, am, am I understanding correctly that Malia was like, hey, dessert, help the people out. And then his brother may be the one who is stirring up things against the queen. Is No, no. Malia was behind all of that. His, oh, okay. his brother was an interesting tidbit if you have played Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh, Malia. Fan service. <laughs> I was going to say, Malia specifically said, go to All Worlds Meet. It's abandoned. Here's some money. Rise, uh, create issues with the queen. Yeah, like start talking shit on the queen. And while you're doing that, do a good thing for the people so that they want to join you. Yeah. Bread and circuses. Meat, meat and propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that wasn't super clear. No, it also could be just me not understanding things well. All right. So Vec would just, uh, I'm not going to replay. He just explains that. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll, because you've brought him back. Alive, we'll be able to question him about Leah, so I appreciate that. Maybe we'll find out who that is. Uh, you've also certainly earned the um, the reward money that Thanks. I was offering you. So, 80 gold to split amongst yourselves, however you see fit. Now, I do have another job for you, but I think after all this commotion, and it's late, it's best if you... If you get a night's rest, you, you know, take this gold, do something with it, treat yourselves, uh, meet me around midday tomorrow. Uh, I will say that over the night, if you, if you happen to have any, any weapons or things that, um, that our armory might be able to, to upgrade for you, if you have the materials in the, in the gold, we'd be able to do that upgrading for you. Things like, uh, you know, if you need to change runes around on, on weapons and that kind of thing, we could certainly, uh, you know, if you just provide the... You could even leave the, the weapons uh, with with one of the guards outside under orders to, to take it to the, to the armory here and you'd be able to pick it up tomorrow. I have just the thing in mind for that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd be amenable to meet me around the middle of the day back here, I'll... I'd be happy to describe your your next mission. Sounds good to me. I I'm good with that. That is a good plan. It is decided then. And so as you all head maybe your separate ways to to your various abodes, <laughs> you feel a little bit stronger on yes! yes! Because you're all level three. Yes! And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Awesome. 15%. 15%. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.